0: Okay, well this is a very special night coming yesterday from the 15th of Tavis. The Rebbe and Tafshe made a very big deal of the 15th of Tavis, which was also on a Sunday last year. Uh, not last year, <laughs> a, few, a few more years ago than that. And um, same exact feast as this year. And now we're coming from that with all the kayak of that for today, the 16th. And today in Tanya, we continue the parak, meaning we did, we'll call it roughly a third yesterday, a little less, and today the next middle chunk, and tomorrow we finish the parak. So today we're discussing, we're continuing this discussion of the imperfect, so to speak, tzaddik versus the perfect tzaddik. We said yesterday, and we continue today, that the imperfect tzaddik means basically he's imperfect in his love of Hashem. He loves Hashem tremendously hell on us. But he's not a thousand plus percent. He's maybe like 99.999 or less. There could be many, many, many ranges within an imperfect subject. The basic difference is a Benoni is tempted and controls himself. Though, of course, there are higher and higher levels, even to the degree of a Benoni who's not even tempted. But he's still a Benoni because he has not begun the process of complete eradication, destruction of his Yetzirah. Once you begin destroying your Yetzirah, that moves you to the category of a tzaddik. So, so the greatest Beynoni, who is never tempted at all, and has love for Hashem all day long, but he's still a Beynoni because he has complete, complete, total iskafia, total control. But he doesn't have any ishapha. He has not begun the process of transformation of his evil. That's the realm of a tzaddik. So the lowest level of tzaddik has just begun this process. And he is loving Hashem enough to hate and despise evil enough to begin to remove it. So the lowest tzaddik is, is beginning the process of removal, and the greatest tzaddik shenogamor is almost done the process of removal. What is the catapult here? What determines how far and how much? The intensity of the love, and therefore the intensity of the hatred. So that's the difference between that Beinoni and the Shain Ogamra. You might view it as the Beinoni might have a ratio of 1 to 59, 59 times as much godliness over that one percentage of evil. And by the Tzadikshin Ogamra, if it's the lowest one, it's already 60 to 1. the basheshim. There's already 60 times as much love and passion and intensity of godliness, which begins the process of being the vatel, of complete etabha on the Yetzirah. And then you have the whole spectrum to the Dikushayna who whose love is almost as intense as the Tadik Gomer, and they're almost completely removed, that evil. But as long as there's even a tiny, tiny shred, you can't use Nebshabami at all. And we said yesterday that the basic point here, as as the practical point, is the power of our love, and that the love leads, in a sense, it's sort of a weird term for us to use, to hatred, because we're not really comfortable with that word, hatred, but that the more you love Hashem truly, the more you hate evil. The more evil should seem very, 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 very wrong to you on an intense personal level. And if it's that wrong, you can't tolerate it. And you can't tolerate it inside of you, that's why it ceases to exist, and the Reb explains, as, as I was just saying, that there are many, many levels within these imperfect tzaddikim, basically dependent on how much evil is left. Do you have this tiny, tiny shred, or do you, as I said, is it like, is it is it one sixtieth, which would be a much bigger chunk? And within the evil left, which element? is that evil coming from? Meaning we have the evil of fire, the evil of earth, the evil of wind, the evil of water. So depending on where it's coming from that would determine its nature and its power. So the Rebbe gives here these numbers. I did not randomly pick up Batal B'Shishim. That's something the Rebbe suggests as a possibility as like the lowest, lowest level that you could still be at Gomor is if your evil was nullified to your godliness in the quantitative perspective of one evil to 60 times as much godliness, and that would still be a bittel, because we know in halacha there's a concept of batal bashishim, and the reason why in halacha, in Nikla, there is that concept is because in its spiritual source, that's the true reality of a relationship. Then the Rebbe gives the concept of the tzay she'enu gamor, who it's a thousand times as much godliness as evil, because in halacha we also discuss the idea of the bital of 1 to 1,000 for, for a different issue. And then we have the idea of 10,000 times as much. Because in halacha we also discuss this, the one in 10,000. And even though in halacha not necessarily is this bitzl accepted, but the reason why in nigla we have these terms 1 to 60 or 1 to 1,000, which I think if I remember correctly, 1 to a tha- one to 60, of course, is like our classic milk-meat situation. 1 to 1,000 will be this like one beriyah one little insect got lost in a 1,000 times as much grain. Is all the grain puzzled because the berry is trafe, or did it mivatil it? And 1 to 10,000 in my memory is if you have different types of carbonos, and they got mixed up, and you have 10,000 times as much of the other carbon, does it mivatil it and allow them all to be kosher, or do they all get messed up? So the reason why in halakha we have these specific numbers of 60 and 1,000 and 10,000 Is because in the real reality, in the spiritual world, these are demarcation lines in terms of your conquest and transformation of your inner evil. And then the Rebbe says, but then there's the Tzadik And the Tzadik is so rare that we quote from Rav Shem bar Yochai, whose famous words about himself and his son is, if there may be a hundred in the world... Until he goes to if there's only one, it's myself. So so few. As the where we say there's eighteen thousand. We don't believe there's eighteen thousand alive in one given time, but maybe eighteen thousand souls that have this ability. And then the Rabbit says that we actually have a new term we're going to introduce now for the tzadik. And that term is binay Aliyah. Biney because they're revealed and overtly the sons of Hashem. Every Jew is Hashem's child. But we might not look as much like our father right now. But the tzaddik is still a son that looks just like his child, like his father. So he's B'nai. He's a son of the Abishtur. And Aliyah, the Rebbe explains, Aliyah on one level explanation means the idea of the elevation, that what's the job of the tzaddik? To take Klipas Naiga and to bring it up to Kedusha. He's constantly in this movement of Aliyah, His function in this world is to elevate the klipa to Kedusha. Tomorrow, Mir Hashem, we'll speak of the second explanation of Aliyah, and we'll explain how the two explanations actually work together. Does anyone have any questions? Okay. Well, we should have a lot of success, I think, when we learn Tanya, when we learn Chassidus, where we're connecting to essence, essence of the Eivishter. And just that connection, having that essence of the abster in your minds and our minds helps make us different people. And we should see it.